You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Advances in Medical Imaging, a program discussing the latest innovations in clinical radiology and imaging technologies. This edition of Advances in Medical Imaging is sponsored by Siemens Ultrasound, the industry leader in tissue strain analytic applications. Siemens, answers for life. Your host is Dr. Jason Bernholtz, Director of Diagnostic Ultrasound Consultants in Oak Brook, Illinois. Quantifying the Art of Palpation. With me today is Dr. Brian Gara. Dr. Gara is the John and Kathy Tampas Green and Gold Professor of Radiology at the University of Vermont and the Vice Chairman for Research and Section Chief of Ultrasound in the Radiology Department of the Fletcher Allen Hospitals in Burlington, Vermont. Today, we are discussing ultrasonic strain imaging. Hello, Brian. Hi, how are you, Jason? Thanks a lot for joining us. It's my pleasure. Is it appropriate to think of ultrasonic strain imaging as a form of palpation? I really think so, yeah. I think it's an extension of an old technique, and it also provides quantification and more precise localization than you can perform with your hands oftentimes. Okay, so it's better than palpation. It's palpation on steroids. It's a potent form of palpation that gives you an image that you can correlate with other imaging modalities. And I guess you're palpating anywhere you want deep inside the body, not just the surface. So far, most of the applications have been superficial. However, the amount of pressure you need to apply, the amount of squeezing you need to apply to produce an elastogram is very, very small. It's almost imperceptible to the eye, and it is, it is possible to achieve that level of compression anywhere in the body except maybe inside the spinal canal from externally. However, you can use vessel pulsations as well as your means of uh, obtaining motion. Well, we're going to be talking mainly about ultrasonic strain imaging, but can you also apply the same kind of computer processing to CT and MRI? Yes. There's been only very little work done on CT. Most of the work has been done on ultrasound and also on MRI. MRI works very well. They use a somewhat different method where they measure the shear modulus of tissues by uh, transmitting a vibration through the tissues, but it ends up giving you sort of the same result except that it's semi-quantitative instead of qualitative. Ultrasound is available now, isn't it? Yes. There are at least four companies that produce commercial machines where you can get an add-on that includes elastography. Now, when you, when you make a map of elastic features, uh, is this an absolute measurement or is this relative? Does it depend on what your target is embedded in or is it just true anywhere in the body, whatever you're looking at? It is a relative image, just like an MR is also a relative image. So it doesn't necessarily lessen its utility, but you do have to keep in mind that the stiffness of a material is not only will the image be affected, and it's a relative image, but also the actual stiffness of a material changes depending on what it's surrounded by. So for instance, the inside of an egg, if you were to image it from the outside, you would say it's very hard because you're actually seeing the shell. But if you remove the shell, then it becomes very soft. So materials don't have a single stiffness. Their stiffness is partly controlled by the surrounding tissues. Okay, well, let's take kind of a, a classic example of palpation where you're trying to feel a firm nodule within soft tissue, which would be the breast. What have you found about strain imaging for evaluating breast nodules? Well, breast imaging is a very competitive area. There's got to be 50 modalities that all claim to be able to be the panacea for detection of breast cancer. Elasticity imaging or elastography is a potent add-on. What you find in the elastogram is that breast cancers are harder than 
normal tissue and also harder than benign tissue, such as a fibroadenoma or a fibrocystic nodule. In addition, the nodule is often appears larger on the elastogram than it does on the sonogram, and that's because the surrounding desmoplastic reaction and invasiveness of a cancer would cause a stiffening of the surrounding tissue, which shows up on the elastogram but doesn't show up on the sonogram. So you can use that size difference as a means of differentiating one from the other, but also the hardness is very important. Well, you mentioned the desmoplastic reaction part. That means you have the potential for picking up nodules that are may otherwise be invisible, and you may not even be able to palpate them. Definitely nodules that you can't palpate are detectable using elastography. Nodules that are not visible is a little bit different kettle of fish because there are a lot of areas in the breast that are somewhat hard that aren't cancer, and they're obviously not cancer when you look at other imaging modalities. So I wouldn't attempt to use elastography alone by itself, but it should be used in conjunction. Now, luckily, you can get the elastogram at the same time as you do the sonogram, so you're getting the extra information almost for free. You don't have to do another imaging test. Well, let's say somebody's identified a nodule. Either they can feel it or, let's say, an X-ray mammogram raises a question and you do an ultrasound, would you automatically do elastography at the same time? I think eventually everybody will. Oftentimes, we'll display the sonogram on one screen and the elastogram on another or split the screen and do it that way. But first, if you're doing a quick survey just to detect nodules, you probably just use the ultrasound. And then if you find something that's slightly suspicious, you just press a little harder with the probe and you get your elastogram and you're on your way. And that can help you distinguish what's going on. The elastogram is created in real time with all commercial instruments. Let's say somebody palpates a nodule and you do your stuff and the elastogram says this is not firm, there's no desmoplastic reaction, this looks perfectly innocuous. Is that enough? Would you avoid doing a biopsy then and just follow the person? Actually, that is where it's, where it's most powerful. There are many modalities that can detect breast cancer. Where elastography is helpful is in increasing your confidence that a lesion you think might well be benign falls into the probably benign category and can go into a watchful waiting mode. So actually, elastography is useful in that regard, and that may be where it's most useful. In preliminary work, we've shown that you can eliminate 15%, you can move 15% or so of lesions from a higher BIRADS category to a lower BIRADS category. And 15% may not sound like a lot, but given the number of benign biopsies, it ends up to a lot of cost savings and a lot of discomfort avoided. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Advances in Medical Imaging on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Jason Bernholtz, and I'm speaking with Dr. Brian Gara. We are discussing ultrasonic strain imaging. Well, Brian, let's take a fictitious patient. Let's say somebody who's been a heavy drinker for many years, and now he comes in with fatigue and weight loss and loss of appetite. Referring physician thinks that the liver edge is a little firm, and he says, well, why don't we get an ultrasound? And he sends the patient to you. Now, let's just say that there's early cirrhosis. We don't know this yet, but that's going to be our end thing. What might you see, what do you think about when the patient is first presenting and you're doing the conventional ultrasound part of the exam? Well, the first thing you're, of course, when you get a patient with a history like that, is you're going to look for some of the signs of cirrhosis. But typically, uh, you might see some heterogeneity in the liver parenchyma, which is partly due to the cirrhosis, but partly also due to concomitant fatty change, which often occurs in conjunction with cirrhosis. In addition, you'll see 
in advanced stages, shrinkage of the liver, but if this is an early patient, you won't see that. But you may see nodularity of the surface of the liver. Other findings would be much later on, like fluid in the abdomen. And, of course, the most important thing you're going to be looking for is a tumor in the liver, hepatocellular carcinoma, which occurs with increased frequency in patients with chronic hepatitis and cirrhosis. Okay, well, then let's say you, you say, gee, this liver doesn't, its architecture is not quite right, and then is that the point you would say, all right, let's turn on our elastography? Well, if you have a lesion in the liver, elastography may be helpful. But at its current state, elastography only gives you a relative image. So if you have diffuse cirrhosis of the liver, you're not going to be able to pick up that increased stiffness because the whole liver will look slightly darker or slightly brighter, but you probably won't be able to perceive it because you have nothing to compare it to. Now, some investigators have shown that you can compare it to adjacent muscle and take a ratio. Most of the current instrumentation out there does not make it easy for you to get a ratio image. But there's some advances on the horizon that are going to change that dramatically. There is also a non-imaging device called the FibroScan that comes from France that uses elasticity imaging and measurement. It sends a vibration into the liver and tracks the progress of the shear wave that travels through the liver. And then it calculates the stiffness of the liver. And that's shown to be very accurate in detecting more advanced stages of cirrhosis. Eventually, I think we'll get to that stage with imaging modalities, too, and it may be sooner rather than later, actually. Okay, that would be a fairly advanced stage, though, as opposed to picking up early disease. Well, the fiber scan is, but because that's a non-imaging device, you have problems with the overlying ribs and how thick the overlying tissue is. With an imaging device, it may be much more sensitive because you can, you can focus in on areas where you have a good picture of the liver and you can see what you're doing. This has already been done fairly extensively in an MRI, where they can quantitatively estimate the stiffness of the liver. And some early results are coming out with some ultrasound devices that have the same capability. Okay, so this is not exactly quantitating the fibrosis in an area so much as looking at its, how it is relative to the tissue around it. Right now it is. But later on, within a few years, you'll see upgrades to the current level of instrumentation that will allow you to quantify the level of stiffness. That's important not only in the liver, say, for instance, but also in, let's say you're looking at a renal transplant. We know that transplants become stiffer when they start to reject, and that would be another good application for this type of modality. My thanks to Dr. Brian Gara, who's been our guest. We've been discussing ultrasonic strain imaging. Brian, thank you very much for sharing your work with us. Thank you. I'm Dr. Jason Bernholtz. Please visit our website at reachmd.com which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-MD-XM-157. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Advances in Medical Imaging, sponsored by Siemens Ultrasound. For more details on this week's show, or to download the segment, visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening. It's a whole new dimension of diagnostic information. Siemens Accusan ultrasound systems feature advanced tissue strain analytics that enable visual or numerical measurements of mechanical stiffness of tissue. This new dimension of information, not available using conventional sonographic imaging, represents the most significant advancement in ultrasound technology since the advent of Doppler imaging. 
Consider Siemens Virtual Touch Tissue Imaging Application, available exclusively on the Accuson S2000 ultrasound system. It allows you to create a relative stiffness map for any region of interest, or Siemens Virtual Touch Tissue Quantification Application. It's the first and only application to provide a numerical value of shear wave speed related to tissue stiffness at a precise anatomical location. And Siemens EasyTouch Elasticity Imaging Application, available on both the Accuson Antares and Accuson S2000 systems, enables high-resolution elastography using both superficial and endocavity transducers. From prevention and early detection to diagnosis and therapy, Siemens Healthcare delivers a full spectrum of healthcare solutions. Siemens, answers for life. For information, visit www.siemens.com ultrasound. Virtual touch applications are not commercially available in the United States.